What's up, Conroe? Welcome to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, we're hanging out here on this uh, Coronavirus Friday, doing the thing via Anchor Remote. So we're just hanging out here, living our lives. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, how we doing? How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, still living, still alive. Living the, living the dream, not doing anything. You're like a reverse Ricky Martin. You're living La Vida boring off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Two months of locked up and that joke was almost funny. I mean, like, we could have made it. We could have made it. We could have made it. But when we chose not to, we did the joke anyway. Um, I take no responsibility for the people that joke on. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> the world can be littered with my bad joke corpses. <laughs> this is where jokes go to die. This show spe- specifically? No. Oh, okay. just in general. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, that might be more true. Um, got some potential guests booked in the next coming weeks. Uh, so we'll... Well, uh, I don't think I should name them in case something happens and they don't come on the show. I mean, that's fair. It's... Air on the side of caution. You know, we've never done it before, so why start now? Uh, I went ahead and booked Barry Laminac. All right. Just formerly of ESPN Radio. Um, okay. And a uh, stand-up comedian. Got a great resume. He's going to be coming on the show sometime next week. Um, I think I'm going to sit down with him early in the week and get some stuff taped. Um, he's a funny dude though. And so just going to kind of talk to him and have a good time with him. And then I've got some other stuff still coming up. I've been chasing this one, uh, particular girl. We covered her story a little bit on an episode a couple weeks ago where her story went viral on Buzzfeed, where she started an OnlyFans account. Um, I don't know. Did we cover that on the air? Is the mechanic girl. Yeah. The mechanic girl. We might not have covered that on the air. Anyway. She was a mechanic. She wanted to pay off her student loans, and so she started an OnlyFans account. Uh, the, her bosses found out, and basically they terminated her. Uh, and BuzzFeed picked up her story and went viral with it. And they kind of verified everything, talked to her bosses, talked to some friends, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so I've reached out to her. And uh, we've already exchanged information and, and been in contact, but we just haven't been able to connect. Uh, so it's been about two weeks of me texting a porn star being like, hey, let's record this week. Okay, that sounds great. And then kind of nothing. <laughs> Strong follow through, I see. Yeah, it, like we've each given each other a particular date and time and then later been like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping to have that land next week um but yeah so it's been uh it's been a week it's been a week it's been um we're we're all the way to friday man it's it's the weekend where everyone gets to stay at home for fun this time (laughs) these are the fun at home days right these are the ones where you don't have to go to work so that means you have to do more housework you know i I wonder how many people are going to get divorces and broken up specifically over this situation. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Uh, We just lived together for two months and we were not ready for that. Or they were like, I thought I knew him, but then I realized we just didn't spend any time together. Right. Either way, I think I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a good summer uh, for ugly people like me. It's going to be great. There's going to be so many single people that, like, I'm going to accidentally look like an appealing option. Mm. Is that what you hope for most of the time? Uh, A lot of times I'm also hoping alcohol is involved. It just renders judgment very untrustworthy. And uh, that's why we don't drink or do drugs, kids. Um, exactly. You don't do things that would inhibit your ability to stop yourself from winding up with a guy like me. 
Uh, <laughs> that's really dark. That's that's my PSA. If you uh, aren't careful, you may wind up dating me. Uh, now, what'd you do with your life? Your parents are upset. Everyone's disappointed. Even the guy who secretly has a crush on you and is the John Cusack of your life story is like him. Really? Really? Uh, so yeah, it's it's just it's everyone's disappointed if you wind up with me. Everyone. Um, speaking of being disappointed, I've got the opposite for you. All right. The opposite of disappointed. Are you ready for it? No. It is by far my new favorite candy. Okay. By far. I don't like nothing else even. Nothing compares to you. Uh... Ibn-Im fudge brownies. Like, are they M&M's? They're M&M's. And inside of them is mostly cooked through fudge brownie. How'd they even do that? I don't even... They sold their soul? I don't know, man. Like, I haven't seen Green around for a while. Maybe they sacrificed her. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) What I do know... Is that they're delicious. Wow. All right. You know, it's only recently M&M's has branched out this far. Like, took them a long time to be like, yeah, feelings. Well, if you've no, Okay. So, it's funny you mentioned that. If you look around hard enough, you'll notice that all of your candy products that are prim- primarily just chocolate have branched out into other things in the past five years, three years. And the reason why is that... The chocolate supply. Yeah, actually, uh, is that cocoa is getting more and more expensive to get their hands on. So they are creating other avenues of revenue by trying other flavors. If you... Like, in Japan, Kit Kats have been other flavors for, like, 20 years. But in America, yeah. culturally, it's never been appropriate to do anything other than enjoy a Kit Kat. Give me a break. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, however, however, um, here lately, Kit Kat in America has been showing some other flavors. White chocolate. I saw a strawberry flavor one the other day. Um, Kit Kat is another one of those uh, Twix also is another one of those that's primarily chocolate, and they are trying to show you some different things these days. They're just trying to save that dollar. They're trying to not raise the prices beyond a reasonable number, essentially. And so, in a lot of ways, that means, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? What about... They're hoping a couple stick, and then they've got other things they can offer you. But yeah, it basically boils down to we have eaten all the cocoa on the planet. Or I think I think the, the the real thing is that we eat it faster than it grows. Yeah, and so the price, well, the futures price is going up on it tremendously, um, yeah. and so that's the issue. Cocoa is just getting more and more and more expensive because we are increasing the rarity of it as we go. <laughs> One day, someone, somewhere. We'll eat the last uh, piece of chocolate. That's a sad truth we live in. Uh, I thought at one point there was a date where someone was like, by 2024, there will be no more real chocolate in the world. Oh, I heard something like that, but I have absolutely no idea what the date would be. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, whatever date. It almost doesn't matter what date it is because it's coming up. Like. Time's going faster, yeah, except nice. for Monday through Friday when you're in your house. Right. It's like, oh, good luck, guys. Can I not have chocolate for the rest of your life? Real chocolate. <laughs> Real chocolate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a crazy person who's hoarding, like, 70% cacao, like, garbage chocolate. Well, you got to think to yourself, why aren't we just growing more? But, like, I don't know enough. Like, I didn't realize how specifically certain things have to grow. Um, for example, avocados. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how hard it was to grow those. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix documentaries over the past two months. And one of them, I, I think it's the Dirty Money one. The uh, mm, I think it's the country of Argentina or Venezuela, Brazil, one of them. They, they privatize their water source. They sell the water rights to a private company. And essentially, the company has drained them of their water. And while they were originally the home of avocados, the rest of the world has demanded year-round avocados. And other places now grow them, and that place no longer can even support a single avocado tree. Wow. Uh, but so there was lots of fascinating parts to it. One part was how, like, in California, it's become incredibly expensive uh, to farm. This guy basically built an avocado plantation in California, and it was all on the sides of mountains because he needed the temperatures to stay within a certain range. And so he just built it into the mountains along that the that line of mountains over there. And then now it's too expensive to water and keep them all as moist as he needs to keep them to be avocados. So he wasted a bunch of money. Well, for many, many years, it was like it's it's been like a family plantation. So he had it for like the the grandfather started it, and now it's like the son is the guy who's like, ah, I'm screwed. Maybe that avocado was so expensive. Well, it's weird because like. He helped put, like, the Venezuela, or whichever other country it was, he helped put them out of business. But Mexico is crushing him so much that the price of avocado is so low that he can't afford to water the mountains. Avocados from Mexico. So, like, yet again, Mexico won, white people zero. It's because he didn't try hard enough. It's just because he didn't work as hard, you know? Like, he could have just carried the water up himself, like. Right. On a on a donkey and just sprinkled it while singing Cucaracha. Uh, is this racist yet? When do I? Is it? When do I stop? Yeah, where's the line here? Um. Anyway, the avocados are delicious. So frankly, whoever's making them, I don't care. Um. As long as they don't pay more than a dollar for two. That's a hard sell. Or sixty cents uh, at a subway. Those are my lines. For your avocado, for your guacamole. For my avocado pricing. Now, if I'm at a Freebirds and it's 75 cents, I get it. It's more expensive. It's for white people. But at Subway, we're going to put it on a sandwich that I only kind of really want 60 cents. Interesting point. I don't really want a sandwich from Subway. I didn't even really want to be there. Every time I wind up in a Subway, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's probably two other places I would rather eat right now. That's a fair point. It's just a sandwich place. Like it's not even that. Like their stuff's not even good enough to be like, yeah, I gotta go there. You know what's interesting is, uh, I don't really want a sandwich. Right. If I'm gonna make a sandwich, I'll do that at my house. No, I don't even want to do that. I'm so overstay. If I don't ever have a sandwich again for the rest of my life, I could live a happy life. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I ate so many sandwiches growing up. You have been like. You lived the Balt lunch life as a student. I lived the brown bag life. And the brown bag mm-hmm. life consisted of sandwiches that I had to make every morning before school. And if I forgot to make it, little fat Cory went lunchless. How tragic. Yeah, so fat Cory didn't forget. Fat Cory would make like two sandwiches a day. And fat Cory's not any good at making sandwiches. So grown up fat Cory doesn't like sandwiches now. Like the only How do you time mess I up a want... sandwich. Yeah, the only time I even want one now is if I go to Jason's Deli, and that's just nostalgia. A little bit, but they also they don't. I wouldn't consider what they make even sandwiches at this point. Like they have ingredients. They have a whole team of people who put your sandwich together. Like point. if I walk in and nine people are about to make my sandwich. That's not really a sandwich at that point. Like, it had a nasty right, it's a process. Yeah, like, this is an elaborate dish. Plus, I do get the side of soup there. Soup. I, you know, like, I like a good soup. I mean, yeah, they're usually pretty good. I'm just sad that it's really hard to get. 
like a good soup very easily. Yeah. Like aside from like going to a restaurant, sitting down and ordering the soup. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of restaurants that I know for sure I would want a soup from. Um although this one of the staples of good Chinese food is wonton soup or egg drop soup. So Yeah. That's definitely part of it. Full show. Full show. If there's ever one meal that you're ordering almost every like buffet to go whatever you can get soup and still be good is Chinese food. Yep. You really can't go wrong with Chinese food. Yeah, you know, like maybe we've been wrong about them this whole time. Maybe we shouldn't have a trade war with them so much as like a cooking show. No, but like American Chinese food, because I hear like actual Chinese food is way different. Oh, maybe that's what they're mad about. The fact that we made them our own version of their food. And, and like call it their food. And they're like, uh, we're actually more of like a salad and steak kind of country, you know? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Fried rice and wonton soup. And they're like, we don't even know a general so. And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah okay, okay, it's full spicy. <laughs> And they're like, you're fat. And then the war is on. Yeah, and that's that's the reason World War Three will start. I, I meant the trade war, but yeah. We'll we'll invade if someone calls us fat enough. I mean, I mean slowly, because we're fat. But we're going to do it. We're going to waddle onto the beaches of China. Do they have beaches? I failed geography. They have a coastline, so... I'm assuming so. I like my chances. We're just going to drop people off there and then be like, hey, take over China. And they're going to be like, eh. Eh, it's pretty big. But they'll get hungry enough and then they'll do it. Yeah. They'll lose about 12 pounds on the beach and then they'll do it. Because we're fat. (laughs) I think I I got it. (laughs) Yeah, those fudge brownie M&Ms are to die for, though. Legit. Uh, and they come, like, way overstuffed in the package, too. So, like, in the package that I bought the other day, there was only, let's say, 12-ish of them. But each one was bigger and delicious. Are they similar to, like, the candy corn ones, or they're, like, pretty decently sized? The candy corn ones were just only a little bit bigger than, say, a regular M&M. Mm-hmm. These are significantly larger than say like a peanut M&M. Oh, it's pretty big. They're they're fairly big, almost like like small cake bites, I'm going to say. Well, I mean they have fudge brownie in them. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Uh and and candy corn was my previous all-time favorite candy. The candy corn M&Ms, but this is a clear dethroner. Wow, I never thought I'd hear the day. It's funny that they're both M&M's. Yeah, like M&M's on it, man. They've stepped their game up tremendously. But this is the King Slayer. This is what it is. M- it is what it is. M&M fudge brownies. Um, M&M fudge brownies. So, so I watched the Jerry Seinfeld Netflix comedy special. Isn't this like the first comedy thing he's done in like 20 years? Uh, It's been a long time. So uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's probably accurate, yeah. Was it good? Uh, sorry, I was, I was getting my monster on there. Um, I don't. I'm gonna say. First of all, I kind of realized that I don't really know Jerry Seinfeld's shtick as a comedian. Uh, I know he's like the king of observational humor. Like, he is the reason people are like airline food. What's the deal with that? That's actually a Jerry Seinfeld bit from the 80s. Right, yeah. Everyone knows the what's the deal. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy the special. It really felt like dad comedy to me. You understand. You're not a dad. Listen, you don't know. You're not a parent. Until you've made one of these mistakes, I mean children, you don't know what it's like. And that's fair. I don't. And I never want to. I'm okay with that. I'll pass. Uh, I don't want to know the burden of changing diapers. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's... I don't think it was... First of all, the first five minutes... I'm going to use a phrase here, but I don't mean it in a negative connotation. I want to be really, really, really clear about that. The first five minutes are probably the most Jewish bit of comedy I've seen someone do on a special in like 10 or 15 years. Since the last time he was on stage. It might be. Uh, and what I mean by that is there's a, the Jewish sense of humor is a very particular sense of comedy. Uh, John Stewart used to just really nail it. It's like a sadness in humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first five minutes is just Jerry Seinfeld pointing out how much of a pain in the butt it was to even come see him perform. <laughs> like, just the first five minutes is him being like, none of us want to be here. Thanks for coming. We're all miserable. Uh, but it's more elaborate than that. But it, And it is. it starts out funny. It does start out funny. But then the longer he lays on the bit, the, the kind of the – by the end of it, I'm like, all right, I get it. I got it. I got it. I got it. These people probably pay like $200 a ticket to see you tell them they, don't, they didn't want to be there. Like, cool. Yeah, my favorite Jerry Seinfeld bit is definitely his like was it 12-page joke on a Pop-Tart. Oh, he does the Pop-Tart bit. He does do it? Yeah. Classic. He does Pop Tart. He also does how we won't disconnect from our, like he just uh, he just complains about everything an old person says. How we don't disconnect from our cell phones. How we take photos. He talks about how now that he's sixty, he just says what he means. And so like at the restaurant, he's like, "No, I don't want to pay the bill. Or the food wasn't that good." And it's 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 very like, and maybe this is just Seinfeld's like lane. Like maybe this is just Jerry Seinfeld humor. Mm-hmm. But I didn't enjoy it. Well, yeah, that's fair. Like maybe his moment has passed him by. Man, he's only been doing this for how long? And listen, they consider him to be the world's greatest comedian. Um, he's done a lot of specials where he's done a lot of talking here lately. Like he came on David Letterman's uh, "My Next Guest Needs No Introduction," uh, and they talked for an hour. Uh. But I don't know that there's – I don't know that this era has been clamoring for more Jerry Seinfeld. You're telling me a guy with really long takes isn't what we want in our super fast society? In our super fast, super compressed. Listen, there are other guys who, who do great bits and callbacks and things of that nature. Uh, there are other guys who do dark – comedy and they do it better there are other guys who do negative comedy and, and do it more success i just feel like I, he's almost just too regular he's kind of almost like what you think a comic would be like if you were watching a movie and there's a scene at a quote unquote comedy show jerry seinfeld is the guy on stage yeah, this makes him the best comedian. It, it does. It kind of, like in a way, it still kind of does, right? Like this is what comedy He's the most, like, looks like. Honest comedian. Yeah, but I don't really know that I would like if someone described us as the thing you would see in a movie scene about a podcast. I don't know that I would be complimented by that. I don't even know what that would mean. It it feels like they're saying like we are the stereotype, but not necessarily good the difference like because like when you show something in a movie it has to be universally accepted as that yeah so like i don't really know that it's really that much of a compliment i would feel like it's not really a compliment i would need someone to be like no no we mean it in a nice way what we're saying is clearly good but i don't know maybe that's just me um yeah i just didn't i wasn't really more fan yeah, yeah. Meh. 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 Um, all right, Nico, let's do it right here. We're going to do Adventure Begins right here. You ready? No. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and do it. I always make you do it. And I, <laughs> I'm feeling it. I got a monster going through me right now. Um, 
Make sure, everybody, let me tell you guys about my friends. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More right there on 1488. Make sure you come out and hang out there. Um, I haven't gotten the official email yet, but, I, I mean, I had a face-to-face with Bill, and he basically said it. Uh, he didn't basically. He did say it, but he didn't basically say a date. Adventure Begins is gearing up to open for gaming. Now, they haven't set schedules and stuff like that. They're still going to do limited seating. It's going to be first come, first serve. Uh, they're gonna have most. They're gonna have about half the tables closed to help with the distancing, um, and they're going to set up a scheduling system for the rooms from here on out. Um, however, the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more is open for business and eager to help you get your nerd on. Uh, they've got gaming. They've got walls and walls and walls of gaming, of toys, of comic books, of statues, of card games, and all kinds of other things. Make sure to come by, hang out, support local, and enjoy a local business that just does all the fun stuff that we all love to do right here in Conroe, right here on 1488. The adventure begins, comics, games, and more. Uh, Clean, well-lit, family-friendly, knowledgeable staff, great people. Uh, It's where we do our nerd stuff, so why don't you do your nerd stuff there? Uh, That's it. That's the end. Go, Go hang out with them. Yeah. Call to action. Get out there. Um, We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to do some more Nerd Thug Radio coming right your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. going to tell you guys about my friends. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open. But the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, Thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses, local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it. And if it's reasonable, uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to come hang out with us on Facebook.com backslash Radio. It's where we do those things that everyone seems to like. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, innuendo, innuendo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm saying, dog. I mean, not really, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, stay with me here. Uh, don't go into the light. Um, anyway, uh, Little Brother Nico and Corey DLG hanging out here on this uh, Friday edition of the Nerd Thug Radio Super Show. Oh, man, I've always wanted a Super Show. Well, you've got one, buddy. This wow. is it. This is it. I finally made it. Uh, yeah, bad news. This This is everything we've ever wanted. <laughs> we forgot to dream big. Um, 
All right, so I've got a story I emailed to myself. Um, All right, planning ahead. I like to see it. And we're doing we're doing this on Anchor, so I'm on my phone, like kind of double right this instant. So if something happens, goodbye, my lovers, goodbye, my dreams. Um, that's a James Blunt reference. Blunt. Um. Okay. So, what's like, Nico? If you went to Crime One Hundred and One, what do you uh-huh. think is one of the first? three rules they would probably teach you don't use your real name uh don't trust people and don't die okay those are three really good rules you could help me play in crime 101 next semester because i i feel like i missed some things um you sort of hit on it when you said don't trust people uh don't write down or don't put in writing when you're committing a crime, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that feel smart? Yeah, it's feels smart. Don't don't hold a press conference to tear up a governor's order on on local news that that kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, that's pretty smart. Okay, uh, this is a BuzzFeed article, um, and then you we'll we'll take it from there. Okay, you ready? All right. Her landlord asked to spend the night with her after she lost her job and couldn't afford rent. That's the whole headline. What? Yeah. Her landlord asked to spend the night with her after she lost her job and couldn't afford rent. Are you ready? No. All right. First of all, um, interesting name choice. I'm assuming this is an alias. If not, she's a cousin to uh, former host of the show, Joey Savage. When Gail Savage's landlord messaged asking her if she would stay all night with him, she assumed he texted the wrong number. I was like, he probably meant to send that to his girlfriend. Savage, 29, told BuzzFeed News. A single mom to two-year-old Salem, Savage lost her job working as a bartender at a popular Indianapolis cocktail bar, and her gigs working as a burlesque performer when uh, when the state shut down occurred on March 16th. She Basically, so she's broke. Okay? So she let her landlord know that She's trying to get it all figured out, but she's waiting on a federal stimulus check before she could pay her April rent. Suddenly, he inquired if she could get a ride and stay all night with him. Oh. Um, okay. They literally screenshotted the text exchange. So talk about receipts here, okay? Right. From landlord, so you gonna stay all night? From her, what do you mean? I don't know if you meant to send that to me. Okay, that's your opportunity, right? Like, hey, I tested the waters and she didn't say, I don't know, maybe she's confused. This is when you bail, right? Like, right, yeah, you'd be like, oh, my bad. And then, like, scot free, no one second, no one second guesses it. Everyone's like, oh, misunderstanding, no problem. Right, and if she really wanted to do that to cover her rent, that was when things could have been discussed, right? Like, I mean, right. say what you will, say what you want to say, but this was your opportunity to walk, for him to not have any trouble here. Right. You ready for his reply? Oh, yeah. Keep in mind the question was, I don't know if you meant to send that to me. Uh-huh. His answer, I did. All right, so now it's just creepy. I don't understand what you mean. Stay where? Um, so now he's like, you know what? I'm definitely going to commit a felony in writing because that's what I'm going to do here. Uh, so here's his reply. Stay with me tonight. Get a shot of that. That's like This is like the worst way to do this. Yeah, you may as well just come out and say it because it's still a crime either way, right? Like, right, yeah. There's no reason to use like these weird terms. No one talks like this. I don't think I understand what you are asking. What do you mean? Right, me too. <laughs> yeah. So then he replied, "You don't want to." Dot dot dot. I understand. Dot dot dot. Then she replied, "I don't understand. Are you asking in a sexual way?" Now, they don't show his reply here, but I'm guessing he probably typed, yes, can I commit more crime? Um, what a dummy. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. What a 
absolute dummy. You know, sometimes I like to commit crimes, but when I do, I make sure to leave my full name and write it down on a piece of paper so people can find me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of... There was a story where a guy came in to rob a gas station, and as he's robbing it, he demands... Uh, oh, as he's robbing it, he puts a bunch of beer on the counter that he's going to take with him as soon as the guy hands him all the money. And the cashier says, I don't think you're old enough to take the beer. I don't want to get in trouble. Show me your ID. And the robber does. Oh, what an absolute pro. <laughs> Again... Crimes are just committed by people who are bold, not people who are smart. Yeah, no, 100%, because this landlord proves it. Um, also, don't worry, he's probably going to jail. Uh, where did I see it here in the article? Uh, I'm trying to. This article is long. It's got a bunch of different times where landlords ask for sex instead of money. Um, yeah, you know. two more instances of it. Once, once more, another woman, and once more, another man. Where basically, the landlord threatens to show up with a group of friends and can take advantage of him until he can pay rent. What the heck? Yeah. So cool. Also, they, uh, maybe Gail Savage is her real name because they post a picture of her. Um, and I'll be honest, mm, this won't be the nicest thing I've ever said. But if I was going to commit a felony for a girl, she'd be cuter. I mean, that's fair, I guess. Um, maybe he's a fan of her burlesque show. <laughs> perhaps. And listen, she's not ugly. I don't. I want to be clear, she's not ugly, but she's not my type. Um, man, anyway... There was somewhere in the article where basically they say the ACLU is helping the uh, – there's a federal department who handles this, and they're looking into all of these kinds of cases during this time, and it's a it's a felony. It's a discrimination felony. Right. Um, well, when, you have a, when you have a cold department in the federal government for this, it's pretty much a big problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm trying to find the spot in the article where they literally – somebody who works for the federal government is like, yeah, we handle this stuff. Good job taking screenshots. Uh, we'll get them in uh, 24 hours. Right, later. right. Go ahead and just forward me those and give me this number. We'll take it from there. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's – it's one of the – it's it's – it's a discrimination thing, and then it's under the equal protections thing. Like, it's a big deal. Here it is. It's always explicit. Uh, it's always despicable to. Okay, the Department of Justice has said it is looking into reports of housing providers trying to exploit the COVID nineteen crisis to sexually harass tenants, which is a crime under the Federal Fair Housing Act. It is always despicable to exploit vulnerabilities by sexually harassing those in need of housing, said U.S. Attorney for Vermont Christina Nolan. One of the leaders of the DOJ response in a statement, doing so during a global pandemic when so many are struggling just to make ends meet is particularly abhorrent. This conduct will not be tolerated, said Nolan, and they will be held accountable. Uh, she basically said, give me his name and address. Name and address is just 50 dudes. Book them, boys. <laughs> like, this is the real deal. This is... Can you imagine being such an idiot that you're like, hey, I'm going to, via text message, solicit prostitution from a single mother that's renting a room from me or renting a, an apartment from me um, to now the FBI is kicking in your door? Right. Also, I thought it was incredibly funny that he did it so poorly. Yeah. She was probably confused the entire time. Yeah, maybe he's just going for the ambiguous. His lawyers would be like, Your Honor, my client's an idiot. And the judge is like, no, we agree. However, he's going to jail. Yeah, there's like no sympathy in these times. Yeah, the quote is great. Like, 
during a global pandemic. This will not be tolerated. <coughs> this is literally, we will find you. Yeah, this is, this is the Liam Neeson speech from Taken when delivered by a U.S. attorney. I have a particular set of skills, and I will find you. <laughs> it's uh, the story isn't funny, but it's funny in the sense that all of these people are incredibly inept in their ability to pursue this arrangement. Like it's 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 a rogues gallery of idiots trying to make this happen. Yeah, I don't I, know. I particularly love the story where the guy, the landlord, pulls up and threatens that him and a bunch of his friends are going to roll through on this guy and take physical pleasure from him until he pays rent. Yeah, that's a hard stance, <laughs> right? Like, well, since you can't pay rent, what we're definitely going to do is prison style. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like a piece of paper you could file? Like, yeah, can you like go evict- straight to prison? Like, what is this? Like, can I get evicted first? Like, <laughs> I could just move out. Like, <laughs> I think a small stint of homelessness is a lot better than what, what you're about to do. <laughs> it's just amazing to me the, like, the escalation, right? Like. It went no from, middle oh, you step didn't pay there. rent. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just gonna physically and emotionally scar you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Me and the crew are gonna roll through. It's the fourth. Like, give me some time. Like <laughs> give me like two weeks, dude. <laughs> what the heck, man? And listen, it's hard out there for a landlord. We get it. We hear you. I just don't care. <laughs> like here's my position on that and it's the same as it was for the person who owned the, owned the barbershop but wasn't a haircutter it's an investment to you like you took all the risk when you invested so make do right make do um, make do so we gotta, how much more time do we have here we're, we're, we're I don't remember where we started. We started at like three minutes, so we had like seven. All right. I don't know how much I'll talk about this after this one time, but I almost had an aneurysm yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I know um, where this is going. Uh, super. I'm really just bothered by this. Uh, I guess I'll lay out some behind the scenes here and just kind of be honest about the whole bit. Um we here at Nerd Thug Radio, uh, I've got, I've had a long relationship with Fred Fowler over at ESPN Radio uh, in Houston, 97.5. Um, when we started our show, I emailed him our show, and he listened to it. Uh, he gave me advice. He kind of was like a mentor type. Uh, he helped me get my break in writing as a paid uh, blogger and writer. Um, he was my first paid uh, blogging job uh, on Sportsmap. And so... I have a ton of love for Fred Fowler and the ESPN family. Um, last week, they let some people go. Uh, there are people I was less familiar with, um, but nonetheless, we're going to bury on next week, and we're going to talk to him. Um, we, uh, I don't know how much we'll talk about being let go or whatever, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of conversations he wants to have. Um, but so we – we wanted to maybe try and be on FM radio in Houston. And we thought the ESPN relationship was a good one for us. And so last summer, is that right, Nico summer? We submitted some emails to them about maybe being on the air, like Saturday nights, Friday nights, something like, like like a slower time for them where they're not, they're not necessarily airing something else. Um, And the reply I got back was basically we already have sponsors and stuff and so it wasn't they they didn't quite see how we could make it work they would have wanted either us to pay for airtime or they didn't want to pay us if we had sponsors it was kind of a weird thing because we own our own show it's it just wasn't a great 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 fit and so we never could figure out how to make it work Mm -hmm. um 
essentially we left the conversation with them at what do you want to do? And that's kind of what we both asked each other and we never either side of us followed up. Um, so now they did some layoffs last week. And so today they announced they brought, or yesterday they announced they are bringing back um, a guy that I have absolutely just no respect for. And they're bringing him back to Houston radio, uh, Josh Ines. Um, I've never met him personally, so I guess maybe it feels a little weird to be this upset about it. But my issues with him is, for those who don't know, Josh Hines started out as he like he got his big break here at Houston Radio on six ten, I believe, and <clears throat> at six ten, he he really kind of he took off. He became a star. He was controversial. He said some. He was. He's a bit of a lightning rod. He enjoys the controversy. That's kind of his skill set: is stirring the pot. Um, it then turned into a national opportunity for him in Philadelphia, where he signed a pretty substantial contract to go to Philly, but very quickly was let go. Um, then he came back here to Houston. And very quickly when he got back here to Houston, he got into it with Adam Clanton, who was at a different station previously. They were for the first time at the same station, and they didn't really get along. And I don't remember who came on whose show. If I remember correctly, I want to say Josh came on to Adam's show, and they had their little on-air argument. And the end result of that was that Adam Clanton was fired. Oof. Um... Josh Hines was the new guy. He had just signed a new deal, and I think that that was kind of part of the element of it, I think. I don't know everything. I'm not privy to behind-the-scenes information. That's just kind of my vibe on how it went. However, within six to eight months, Josh Hines himself was also let go from that station. So he cost them two people that time. And since then, he has been just podcasting. Now, allegedly, he's, his podcast is successful. There are sponsors, blah, blah, blah. He's a part of things. ESPN Radio isn't doing well sponsorship-wise. They're, they're struggling. Uh, their sponsors, they had a lot of sponsors that I think were uh, service industry-based, and I think that that's part of their issue. And listen, these have been hard times for everybody. We've alluded to it. We lost, you've known, anyone listening to the show regularly, they have noticed we've lost sponsors. Sponsorship is down. That's that's the reality of a, of a pandemic. There's not as much money to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they announced that Josh Hines is going to be working for free for ESPN Radio. Um, for I, free? I get the economics of the decision. AJ uh, is the program director. It's his job to put talent on the air. And Josh is a known commodity. I understand that part of it. I simply hate that this guy is getting another chance again and i hate the optics of them firing people and then giving airtime to this dude uh and the other part of the story is originally from two to four houston radio was going to air the will kane show which is part of the national espn portfolio mm-hmm. however will kane uh is more than likely leaving to become a political pundit on fox in the summer uh, so they don't want any association. They, they just don't want to air a guy who's not going to be here long term. That makes sense. There's no point in, in growing an audience for a show that's going to be dead in two months. Mm. Um, and there is, listen, when, when when one of these guys changes over, there is a massive ruffling of the ratings in that area. So I do agree with that part. However, if you're going to just hire somebody or just bring somebody on for free, Considering Barry Lamanac also was starting a podcast, considering um, uh, Raheel was also doing more internet stuff, considering there's other people, considering that we had talked to them, there's a lot of other options that they could have, I feel like, explored other than just bringing him back directly. Right, after firing him. Well, and, and to be fair, this will be the first time he's worked for ESPN Radio. But after this, he's basically out of places to go in Houston. Um. But we you should have heard out him. Of places. Basically, yeah, I know, right? You should have heard him already saying, like, oh, it's totally free right now, but if I bring in sponsors or who knows, or we'll see what happens. And so, like, he's already trolling for money on the air. Um, That's not cool. It's not a cool look. And honestly, it's not, I just, 
I, I'm disappointed. Uh, he's, but it also inspires and encourages me to do better on the radio because I want to kind of crush him. Honestly, I just, I just want to crush Josh Hines. I don't respect his game at all. Um, so that being said, uh, I am now more annoyed and ready than ever to be uh, your radio superhero. But I I called Nico in a tizzy, just annoyed yesterday. And Nico was a terrible brother and was playing a game and refused to acknowledge my anger. Yep, I was there. Uh, So now the whole world and 50 Cent know that you're a bad brother. Um, Uh, I see. uh, That's the point of the story today. But all right, so with all that being said, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, stay healthy, be kind, be courteous. Support local, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, Thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but the community has always relied on itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>